Chapter 65 Hagenstaller eagerly lit a cigarette and drew in a deep breath of nicotine and rich smoke. The jitters that had begun to plague him in the office subsided as he led the party to the hospital's main building. He set the pace to a half-stride, not being in any great rush to arrive anywhere. Sean's pace was set on autopilot, his mind far too indulged to focus on body mechanics. The connection of Nicholas between Jennifer and Sue Ellen's abnormal behavior was not coincidence, but was it plausible? The human mind is intricate when functioning within the boundaries of normality, but it appears enigmatic when that function goes awry. Yet Sean could not help but feel that there was something unearthly stirring beneath the existential psychology of Jennifer's condition. He eyed Donald's mood as one of introspection. He was hopeful that his father-in-law was reliving some important pieces of his wife's history, a history that could lead to the answers that Sean was seeking. Donald. Sue Ellen seemed almost romantic in her explanation of Nicholas. Sean commented. I think you're reading far too much into it, Donald responded. After all, remember, Sue Ellen knew Father Nicholas as a guide to her faith. I suppose her depression led her back to the very origin of that faith, where Nicholas had helped to initiate her journey, don't you think? He asked, looking to Hagenstaller for confirmation. She simply longed for relief of her pain and viewed suicide as her only way out, Hagenstaller added an unfortunate message that Nicholas had inadvertently conveyed to her when she was an impressionable child. Sean had been prepared to discuss Jennifer's strange purchases under the name of Nicholas with Donald, but Donald's dismissal of the charge of romance stifled his approach to the subject. He allowed the conversation to fall away. The trio stepped into the hallway of the main building where twelve-foot-high walls rose to an arched ceiling. The place bustled with its normal flood of activity despite the weekend's allure. Hagenstaller nodded to the woman at the front desk before she stopped them, insisting that Sean and Donald sign in and obtain visitor passes. He then led them down the hallway where a staircase awaited to guide them to their desired floor. The third floor required the ascent of six flights of stairs, as Hagenstaller was noticeably wheezing before the completion of the fourth. At the top of the stairs, he unlocked a large steel door with a tiny window whose glass appeared as thick as it was wide. They stepped into a brightly painted hallway that was cleaner and more inviting than most hospitals. Hagenstaller paused to poke his head into the television room to see if Sue Ellen was present. He withdrew and motioned for his companions to follow him down to the end of the hallway, where one of the doors led to an 8 by 12 foot room furnished with a portable closet and a narrow single bed. Sue Ellen was standing before a narrow window, gazing out as twilight settled over the area. Nature's silence was about to be disturbed. A powerful storm was advancing from the western sky. Sue Allen, Hagenstaller announced their presence. You have some visitors. Hagenstaller pressed his body against the wall to allow the two men passage into the tiny room. Donald stepped in first and walked cautiously toward his wife. Hi, Sue Ellen. I brought Jennifer's husband, Sean, here to see you. Sue Ellen turned slowly. Her body was gaunt, despite the protrusion of his stomach pouch. Her elbows pressed out against time-worn skin, and her eyes were dark and sullen. Her lips were thin with age, and her cheeks drew in to display the bone structure beneath. Sean noticed a rash present on her neck, surrounded by blotchy skin patches. Sue Ellen? Do you remember Sean? Donald inquired. I'm not Sue Ellen, she commented blandly. Sue Ellen, Sean interrupted, maneuvering himself in front of Donald. I wanted to talk to her about Jennifer. I said I'm not Sue Ellen, she repeated. I'm Rachel. Sean turned his head to cast a glance back at Hagenstaller, who shook his head disapprovingly at what he sensed was Sean's intentions. Rachel, Sean spoke. Jennifer's been visiting with Nicholas. 
His words quickly snapped Donald's attention, who cast Sean a confused gaze. What are you talking about? Donald demanded. Rachel, I think Nicholas may be leading Jennifer down the same path that he led you and Sue Ellen. Sean continued, ignoring Donald's question. Donald grabbed Sean by the wrist angrily and turned to face him. That is enough. You heard what was said. Don't play into the multiple delusion. I want you away from my wife, and you're going to tell me what is happening with my daughter on the drive home. Sean pulled his wrist from Donald's grasp and reached out suddenly to Sue Ellen, causing her to retreat toward the window. Rachel, please. If you have any information that may help me to understand what's happening to my wife, I need you to tell me. I said that's enough. Donald's face reddened with anger. Sean clutched his hands to Sue Ellen's frail shoulders and gave her a slight shake to force her attention to him. Did Nicholas coerce Sue Ellen into the suicide attempt? Did he do the same to you? Donald wrapped his arm across Sean's chest and began pulling him back toward the door. Trevor, help me get him out of here. Higgins Dulles stood frozen in the doorframe amidst the unexpected commotion. Age had robbed Donald of too much of his strength to pull Sean from the room, but his attempt was valiant. Just relax. Sue Ellen's words rolled softly from her lips. The tension of the struggle deflated like the air from a balloon. Donald paused, loosening his grip across Sean's body, enough for Sean to spring free. Just relax, she repeated. It will all be over soon.